Good morning. It is a delight to be with you today, and I thank you for this opportunity. Due to the fact that I wear several hats, I don't often get to do the installations, uh, but uh, uh, this particular time, due to circumstances, uh, I had that privilege, and so it's a delight to be with you today. Uh, When I came in, someone came up to me and said, uh, you're overdressed for this group. But there's just there's something in me. I'm just of the age that when I'm here on an official capacity for the district, I just feel like this is a sacred, special moment. I have to dress up. So you're stuck with this. This is, you know, and that's just who I am. So uh, for those of you that are sermon timekeepers, I'm not preaching yet. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> uh, I, I do want to uh, uh, bring you greetings from our district superintendent. Um, Though he would love to be here, he is presently on medical sabbatical. Uh, Some of you were at uh, district assembly. He shared some of his uh, medical concerns that he's facing. And uh, so I do want you to know that he brings greetings to you, and I bring greetings on his behalf, and he is praying for us today. Uh, Some have already asked me, so I don't have to answer the question several times. So let me give you a quick update that he's doing okay. Uh, the doc, he's working closely with the doctors. They are continuing to take tests and they are continuing to do scopes and they are continuing to do imaging and monitoring. Uh, and uh, they are uh, soon, over the next couple of weeks, if you want to make a, a special note of prayer, over the next couple of weeks is when they will review all of the tests they have done and they will be making decisions on the next procedure or if there's surgery or uh, what kind of plan they put in place. Um, He does have some heart issues, and that's what they're uh, most concerned about. He also has some eye problems. He has cataract surgery scheduled, but depending on how the heart stuff goes, whether or not that surgery happens, and he's also healing from some recent ear surgery. So there's been quite a bit going on, but uh, he is in, good, in, in as good a health as he can be at this moment. He's still active, um, still working with the doctors, but he is getting much-needed rest for this sabbatical. So keep him in your prayers, and uh, we, we all love him and uh, look forward to when he's back to more full health and able to get back. Probably no one more than him is anxious to do that. Uh, I, I got an email the other day saying, I know I'm supposed to be off the grid, but... <laughs> and uh, so I, I reprimanded him in a loving way and said, you are off the grid. So, Also, uh, hearing about uh, Vermont, uh, our heart has been with them. And <clears throat> uh, ever since we received the news, the district has been working closely, uh, most closely with the Lamoille Valley, uh, with Pastor Al and that church. Uh, I am pleased to announce that uh, working with uh, Nazarene Compassionate Ministries, uh, the, between the district and Nazarene Compassionate Ministries, we were able to provide about, uh, I think it was $10,000 to them um, to help them with uh, purchasing supplies and cleaning supplies. Uh, there was also, uh, through one of Nazarene Compassionate Ministries' partner uh, uh, organizations, uh, there was a truckload of, uh, I'm not sure all that was in that truck, but Uh, cleaning supplies, food, uh, fresh water that went to the area. And I believe that the Lamoille Valley Church of Nazarene is one of the distribution spots for a lot of that. And they also have teams up there that are working. Some of our local churches, uh, sister churches, such as the Nashua Church, uh, actually uh, ordered uh, through Amazon and had shipped to them all kinds of stuff, thousands of dollars worth of uh, 
items. And you mentioned crisis care kits. Somebody did. Uh, it was interesting because Johnson had crisis care kits that they had not yet sent to the district to go to the... And so they brought those out and handed them out. And so it was amazing how that all came together that they were able to do that. And now they're just in the cleanup spot. So I know there are other churches that are talking about maybe they could send the team up because they're in the place where they're having to pull things out, walls out, they're having to disinfect, they're having to demold and put in anti-mold stuff and rebuild. And uh, I do know that there were three Nazarene families that lost their homes up there, but there are many, many more that uh, may not be connected to the church that we have opportunity to show them Jesus. Amen. So thanks for sharing that, Pastor Eddie, and our heart goes out to you and to all that are out there. As we come together today, it's, we, we come at a very special and sacred moment. The Word of God speaks to us and helps us as we are in, in transition. There is a sense of where we're always in transition, right? I mean, every day you wake up, it's going to be a new day. And, and there's something different that's going to be happening, and you're going to face new things. And so there's a sense that we all live in that. But, but there is also the regular and the routine and the things that we get comfortable with, but then something happens to shake that up, and before you know it, we find ourselves in some major transition. That happens with a lot of congregations and churches. But it's amazing to watch God work in the midst of all that. Sometimes it causes stress and strife within the community. That happened in the Corinth. And, and Paul was writing to the church Corinth because they were struggling with this, this pastoral transition stuff. And in chapter 3 of 1 Corinthians, we find that he writes, What after all is Apollos? And what is Paul? Only servants. I gave you uh, uh, only servants through whom you came to believe. As the Lord has assigned each of us a task. I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God made it grow. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. The man who plants and the man who waters have one purpose, and each will be rewarded according to their, his own labor. For God, in God, we are fellow co-laborers in God's fields, and you are the building. Paul was writing to the church at Philippi. And in the writing there, he said this, I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus being confident of this. In the midst of transition, in the midst of, of, of at times what seems to be chaos, in the, in the midst of, of, of life happening and the things that take place, it, it isn't often that we have things that we can be confident of. And yet in the midst of this, for the Apostle Paul, he's in prison at the time. And he's writing a church that is very near and dear to him. And his heart is, is breaking for them, but their heart is breaking for him being imprisoned. And they're in the midst of questioning and confusion. 
What's going to happen now? Paul's in prison. What's going to, you know, is everything going to come to a stop? And, and just the fact that they love them. Your, your pastor kind of even shared that today, that even though God has placed him in a new place of a, and a new assignment, there's still that heart from where you came from. And you look back and say, your heart breaks as they face some of those things. And that's happening to the Apostle Paul. And yet in the midst of all of that, the imprisonment and the questioning and the transition and the wondering what's going on, he says this, being confident. That's a strong word. In fact, in the original language, it has more strength than we have in the English language. Confident, that absolute dependence upon. I am so confident that I'm at peace with this reality. And he says, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the Christ Jesus. Now, this has much that can say to us individually in our walk with Jesus Christ. But today, I want you to see it in its true context. He's writing a congregation. Right? So he's speaking to a group of people, a people that, that are in Christ. And he says, I am confident of this, that he who began a good work in you. Now, you got to work this through. Who's the he? <laughs> well, you go back. I thank my God every time I pray for you. The he, the pronoun, reverts back that it is God. This is all about God. And God is doing something, and there was a time and place that God worked in the church at Philippi. Now, specifically in the church at Philippi, that beginning was very clear to the Apostle Paul. could go into a great amount of detail, but we have a lot yet to do in the service, so I'll try to be concise and simple and, you know, the kiss type of sermon. Keep it short, stupid. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> the, the reality is, is that, that Paul was the instrument that, be, that God used to begin the work there in Philippi. And it was through imprisonment, right, that the first convert was a woman at, at, the, at the river. And, and then there was, there was miracles that took place that, that brought others. And then the, the next member was the actual jailer that had him in jail after he had been beaten and thrown in jail. And, and there was this whole kind of dynamic that took place that, that God began. And so when he says to the church at Philippi, God began a good work in you. He began. They go back and remember that in the midst of this, what could have seemed to be the end before it ever began, God worked to bring up a church. And it is still doing a great work, right? For you, it was back in 1950 that this congregation in a different city, I believe, was organized and God brought you together and began a good work. And, and your first pastor was with you at that time and, and began and was the one whom God began that work through. That he who began a good work. And since that time, if I counted correctly, you have, you have had 16 lead senior pastors. And I didn't count the number of associates and staff pastors that you have had over the years. I've been around long enough some people think too long. I was kind of glad when he said 10 years in a nice way. 
I've known Jerry for 10 years when I came here, right? He could have said, I've known Jerry for 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> All in how you say it, right? <clears throat> I've been around long enough that I remember when you folks came to this property and the first building was built and how God was working and I saw God working. It's amazing when you put it all together that through these different individuals, God has continued his work, that it hasn't stopped. He who began a good work, he started it, and he is, and he is doing a good work. Now, words are very important, right? The word good here is very important. We misunderstand the word good scripturally a lot because we tend to personalize it and we tend to think of it in our context. So for us, good is when somebody just absolutely, just out of the blue, just sends us uh, half a million dollars. That's good, <laughs> right? Or we get what we want. That's good. But you see, in scripture, that isn't really what the word good is referring to. One of the ways that we can understand the word good scripturally is to go back into an, an event that happened in Jesus' life. There was a couple of people that were fighting over money. Amazing, isn't it? Brothers fighting over money. And they came to Jesus and wanted to straighten out. And they said, Jesus, straighten this out. And the way they did it was that usual way of buttering somebody up before, right? Oh, good teacher. Good rabbi, will you help us with this problem? And interestingly enough, you know what Jesus said? Why do you call me good? No one is good but God, the Father. Hmm. You see, now we see the context. We teach our young people, don't we, our children, God is great, God is... Right? Good, you're pretty good there in the inactive. Some of you are still half asleep, but right? God is great, God is... We, we say it all the time. But you see, that then links it to God. And that then links it to holy. And that then links it to his sanctifying work. He who began a sanctifying holy work in you. Amen? Will carry it on to completion. God's not done with you yet. He's not done with you individually. And he's not done with you as a church. He's got great things yet to happen that he's going to do through you. And one of the beautiful things about this, this, this movement is that God will send you at certain times in your lifespan of this God's continuing sanctifying holy work in you will send you new leadership and will send you new people that have different skills and gifts that are needed at that time in that place and in this moment. And some of those transitions happen neatly. Some of those transitions sometimes are messy. But God is doing a good work. Because we know we have a God who is able to do exceedingly above and beyond what we could ask or even imagine, and a God who is able to, to take all things and work them for good. Amen? All right? Yes. Yeah. By the way, you can say amen when I preach. It's all right. I, I can handle it, right? 
Or you could do it as some of our inner city churches. Preach, brother, preach. I always like that because then it just gets me going. Maybe you're not going to want to say that because you'll think I'll preach longer. <laughs> but he's doing it. Now, I'm not putting any kind of context in, in this particular transition. But what I am saying is that over these years, since 1950, it's been magnificently beautiful to watch God bring this tapestry together bringing new leaders in, and, and those leaders accomplishing something. As Paul said to the church at Corinth, I built the foundation, someone else came along and did it. I planted the plant. He always mixed his metaphors. He didn't know he weren't supposed to do that, right? So he just took all these things. I did my part, Apollos did his part, somebody else did their part, they did that part. And then sometimes, for in your example, you even have one of your former pastors come back and help you in the middle of things, right? And God uses them for a period of time to help you in that transition period. And God is just doing a great work. It's God's work. It is, it is, is a good work, and he's going to carry it on until he brings it to completion. Amen? And this whole installation, this sacred moment when we again recognize that God has doing a good work and he's bringing you this leader for this time in this place, that we will gather around and covenant with each other to say, God, you do the work, the holy work, the good work, the sanctifying work. You make us the church that you want us to be. You make us the pastor you want me to be. Because pastors are in transition as well. As I look back over my lifespan and the number of years I've been in ministry, I'm not going to tell you how many that is. It's been a while. It's amazing that I can see how even God changed me in the midst. There were some times I needed to be a different leader than I was in one congregation before he took me to another. And that was important for them as well as for me, right? Because he's doing a good work in me as well as he's doing a good work in the congregation that I, at that time, have the privilege of pastoring and leading. So it's in this moment, in this time, that we come together being reminded of that. Confident. Are you a little uneasy? Are you unsure? Are you a little anxious? Are you wondering what in the world's going on? Do you have those moments where you think, are things going to change? And I like it the way it is. Is someone going to take my parking spot? Right? In the midst of that, right? What if somebody comes and sits in my seat? Right? Or what if they begin to do that different? Here's my word for you. Chill. Relax. He who began a good work in you is carrying it on and he will bring it to completion and you can be confident in that. And it's our confidence in him that brings us peace. And it's our confidence in him that makes it possible for us to know the joy of the Lord and to celebrate together as we see the good work God is doing. God is at work. He who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion. And he has brought Pastor Eddie to you and his family to be at this time and this place and to be an instrument through which God does that work. And he has brought you together with him and any staff that comes along to 
continue to be a part of that good work he's going to do in your community. Amen? Because we don't exist for ourselves. Right? We don't. God raised us up and put us in a place to minister and to serve. Gracious Jesus, thank you for your word and thank you for reminding us that we can be confident in you. We rejoice in your goodness to us. And in this moment, in this time, we sense not only your Holy Spirit's presence, but the reality that you are, even now, at work, continuing this good, holy, sanctifying work. And we ask that in this moment, as we come before you, at this, this whole sanctuary right now becomes an altar coming before you in this sacred moment to install Pastor Eddie Kish. We know he's already been here. We know that you've already begun to work. But today we've kind of make it that stamp of approval. And we ask that your Holy Spirit will seal that with a powerful presence and with your Holy anointing. We pray these things in the name of the one who is victorious, both now and forevermore, Jesus. Amen.